wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. And comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going here on the Locked On Royals podcast, Friday edition. We've made it another week in the books. The Royals are one day closer to opening day, a week closer to opening day. Thank you for sticking with us all week and really all last two months whenever we started this podcast. The the reception, the... The support has been amazing, and I cannot, again, thank you guys enough. I say it almost every episode, but thank you guys for supporting this podcast as you have. On today's show, we're going to do some MLB housekeeping a little bit. It's been a couple weeks since we've done that, so talk about some MLB news in general, not just the Royals. I know this is the Locked on Royals podcast, and we will talk a bit about the Royals today, but... There's also a subsection of fans who care about Major League Baseball might not have the time to deep dive into the all-around game of Major League Baseball. They can only focus on the Royals, and so this show is for you guys who want to know more about what's happening around the sport. But let's start with a Fan Friday question, and this one comes from Twitter, and it comes from my guy Austin Nick, who says, Why do teams play two games at the same time like the Royals did on Wednesday? Something I've always wondered. So he's referring to the split squad games, which happen in spring training, where you usually host a game and then go on the road for a game on the same day at the same time. Uh, Basically, there's so many players in, in spring training, there's so many players in camp, that if you only played one game every day, you wouldn't have enough time, enough innings, and enough repetitions to evaluate everyone properly. So it's easy to just take one team here and one team there, like an A and B team. Usually that the, the strategy behind making those teams isn't necessarily talent level. It's more so tenure. How long have you been with this team? How long have you been in the big leagues? And then what kind of caliber player are you goes into it as well. But you know, like Alex Gordon, if there's a split squad game, he's not going on the road. Perez, same thing. Danny Duffy, same thing. They're going to stay in Surprise, Arizona and play the game at home. They're not going to go on the road. Because they've earned the ability, they've earned the right to not have to load up on a bus and travel over an hour to some spring training site and play two innings. They can play their two innings in Surprise take a shower, leave, do whatever they need to do, go play golf, go do whatever they want to do. So the the basic answer to that question is just there's just not enough time. If, if we only played in baseball one game a day with, you know, over 40 men, because, you know, it's not just your 40-man roster, you also have invites that you can add on to that, then you just would not have enough innings and games to get people in. They also play back, you know, it's called back... Uh, 
now I can't even think of the word for it. Backfield games, there we go. Where on the other fields, while, while major league games are going on, a lot of times that you'll see minor league players uh, getting some run in the back leagues. You know, the team that, that is hosting will have their guys already there. Then the team that's coming down will also bring down some minor league guys. And you'll have your two minor league squads get together. The only time Bigler is playing that is if they're recovering from an injury. So they'll go and then... The back league, the backfield games don't actually play by MLB rules. You can just bat as many people as you want to, uh, and then you can also have certain stipulations. Like, for example, Giancarlo Stanton just got hurt for the Yankees. We'll talk about that later. But if he were to come back this spring and they wanted to get him as many reps as possible, they wouldn't put him in a major league spring training game. They'd put him on the backfield, and then he could by since there is no rules. He could hit every single inning. He could go up there every inning and hit. No matter where he's at in the quote-unquote order, he could just lead off every inning as a hitter. Because there's no rules. It's not, it's not a real game. So those are the two things in spring training that are a bit quirky. The split squad, I can understand how people don't understand like what or what, what the purpose is. But it's, it's a simple solution. I mean, the, the purpose is, again, there's just not enough innings. Think about how many pitchers are on this roster and how many pitchers that you want to get a look at. If you only had nine innings to do it, you just simply would not have enough. Not you know not you know you wouldn't have enough time to evaluate them. You wouldn't have enough innings. You wouldn't have enough outs. You wouldn't have enough uh, to go off of. So, there's your answer, Austin Nick. Thank you for always interacting over on Twitter. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S. So, the split squad is actually pretty fun to me i mean it's it's interesting in the fact that there's more baseball and again whenever you get the split squad you'll usually get some of your top prospects playing who have no shot to be in the big leagues this year because they're just so young but you still want to watch them play and you still want to see how they do in a quote-unquote big league environment so i like split squad games but that's why they have them there's just not enough time to evaluate everyone if we only played one game a day for nine innings because again in spring training even if it's tied you can only go to 10 innings and sometimes you can say hey never mind i don't want to play the 10th i don't want to play the 10th inning at all so that's how you get ties in spring training as well if you've ever wondered how teams tie so after the break we'll talk about some mlb news and wrap it up after that let's start with the biggest news of the week and that's the world baseball classic the World Baseball Classic will take place on March 9th through the 23rd of 2021. And what this is, is basically just the Olympics for baseball. You'll have players leave spring training. Of course, 9th to the 23rd next, you know, next year is going to be during spring training. So players will leave their team and go play in truly competitive World Baseball Classic games. For example, for the Royals... A couple years ago, you had Eric Hosmer leave the team, and he went and joined Team USA. Drew Butera left the team, and I believe he played for Netherlands? I'm not quite sure on that one. But that's another thing about the World Baseball Classic is almost every player is eligible for it. I mean, if you're even remotely good, you can go to pretty much any team that you have a trace of heritage to. So Eric Hosmer played for Team USA, and they, of course, won the whole thing during the last baseball classic, and it was electric. I mean, it was amazing to watch their run through the World Baseball Classic. But the interesting th- thing for the Royals is that you know people leave. You know, people leave your your entire spring training. You don't even see them 
for over half spring of your spring training, but they are playing for their countries and they are uh, playing in competitive and exciting baseball. And that actually could be a benefit to a lot of these guys if they're getting to play in a competitive environment more so than just spring training. Because a lot of the times, if you're if you know that you're going to play in the World Baseball Classic, which you would, you know, early on, you'll know in like I think December is whenever they come out with their rosters, but you'll be preparing for this. I don't know how to put it exactly, but instead of coming into spring training and needing time to get ready to go, you'll be doing your spring training work, you know, your light work to get back in the groove of things in January or in December. That way you're ready to ramp up and go in competitive and real-life baseball come March 9th. So you'll already be prepared. You'll already have that taste of competitive baseball, with which, again, these crowds are electric, especially when it's in Miami. These crowds are incredible, and it's environments that these guys sometimes have never played in before. They've never played in an intense playoff atmosphere and in front of thousands of screaming fans, a sellout crowd with 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 screaming and chanting and and the what are those things called that you you know that you blow into with the sound uh, you know the the things that they use in soccer. You know what I'm talking about. You know they've never played in that environment before, so this can be a huge benefit to a lot of young players uh, and. It's just a cool thing to add to the off season. I mean, it starts. I think the qualifiers start in like January for some of the the countries who are trying to barely make the cut, so to say. Like for Team USA, they should already be qualified by January, so they're just waiting it out, I think. But um, we'll, we can talk all about that, you know, next off season. But the here and now that we do know is first of all, Tim Tebow is going to play for the Philippines. So shout out Tim Tebow. He had his first major league home run. Was first spring training home run a couple days ago for the Mets. First time after, I think he's been with the Mets for three years, maybe four. First home run he's ever hit, so congratulations to Tim Tebow. But he'll be playing for the Philippines next year, so that'll be a fun storyline to watch. And that's another one who's never played in, in an intense environment, in a true baseball environment. Now obviously, he's played the NFL playoffs, he's won NFL playoff games, he's won national championships. But I'm saying he's never played baseball in a competitive environment. He's been playing at the... I think the highest he got was, what, double-A? So he's been playing down there. So that'll be a fun one to watch and see how he does, how he progresses in his baseball career. But, of course, I already said that USA is the defending champs. The field expands to 20 teams. I believe it was at 16 last last time. I'm not quite sure. Marlins Park will host the final game, will host the championships and whatnot. Love that decision. I think Marlins Park should have the majority of these games because it's so just I hate to say the word over and over again, but it's so electric. It's so awesome whenever Marlins Park gets involved. I, I love it whenever it's in Marlins Park. The fans, the atmosphere, the the pageantry, the the pride that that people take in this in this event is is amazing. Uh, other hosting sites will be Chase Field, of course, in Arizona where the Diamondbacks play, Tokyo Dome, and in Taiwan. I think that that stadium is called the Sports the Taiwan Sports Park Complex. I'm not quite sure what the exact name is. And then again, it'll take place March 9th through the 23rd. So I want to talk a little bit about Yankee news in baseball. And I say Yankee news because sadly for them, these two these two big current events in baseball are both with the Yankees. Let's start with Severino, who's going to have Tommy John surgery. That really sucks for him. I mean, he was in line for a huge year, especially getting that pressure taken off of him by adding Garrett Cole to that rotation. And the Yankees looked unbeatable. I mean, this is why in baseball you cannot 
do what you can do in basketball or, or, or even football to a certain extent. You cannot just crown a team right now because there's so much random crap that happens in baseball. Not just injuries, but I mean, you look at the Royals. I love the Royals. I love their playoff runs, but neither time should they have made the World Series. Logically, and on paper, and when you actually watch the series, you would have never thought they would have came back against the A's. You have never thought they would have came back against the Astros, the Blue Jays, the, the Mets. I mean, again, they had historic comebacks in every series that they played in in the playoffs both years. Outside of, you know, of course, sweeping their way to the World Series uh, after the wild card game. But they shouldn't have won the wild card game. So, I mean, in baseball, that there's so much just randomness that happens that you cannot crown a team. But this is a huge blow for the Yankees to lose their second best pitcher, you know, behind Garrett Cole to Tommy John surgery. Uh, I, I really feel, you know, feel for him. But if you want to take an optimism spin on it, I know it's only a day or two old now. But most pitchers nowadays come back stronger from Tommy John surgery. So, you know, for him, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. He, he can get it, get the surgery done now, recover by, I believe, he'd only be out until next spring training. So, I mean, and luckily for him, now, now luckily for him it happened now. There's no good time to get hurt in the sense of you never want to be hurt. But it's a lot better to get hurt right now, a week into spring training, than it is to get hurt, say, opening day. Whenever now you're pushing your, your rehab back a month and now you're not even ready for spring training next year, etc., etc. So, sad news for him. Sad news for the Yankees pitching staff. I really wanted to see what this team could be when it was full strength. And we'll never get to see that without without Severino. But also, Giancarlo Stanton has a grade 1 calf strain and will be out at least through opening day. And this is tough for him. I mean, they, the Yankees fired their whole training staff and brought in whole new guys thinking that last year's injuries were, you know, on the training staff. And, you know, today I listened to the Dan Lebitard show, uh, the local hour on the, on the Dan Lebitard show podcast feed. And of course they're local to Miami. So they had David Sampson come on, who is the Marlins, uh, former Marlins president and, uh, of baseball operations or whatever. And he was saying that Giancarlo Stanton's a guy who, does not want to play unless he feels like he is 100%. And, and Samson's point was, you know, in baseball, in any sport, but especially baseball, whenever you're playing every single day for 162 games, you're never going to feel 100%. So if you're waiting to feel 100%, you're never going to play. And he said, although this is a grade one calf strain, he would expect Stanton to be out for much longer than the projected time because Stanton is, again, a guy who never wants to play unless he's 100%. Uh, so, you know, you, you just feel for Stanton because it feels like every time that that you look, you, you turn around, every time you every time you look at the news, it's Stanton getting hurt. It's Stanton getting hurt. And I'm I know that he's a competitor. I know he that whenever he's you know healthy, he's one of the best players in baseball. So that it must be just be incredibly frustrating for him. It must be so frustrating for a player of that caliber to keep getting hurt over and over and over again. As for Samson's claims, obviously no one will know if they're true or not. I'm not Stanton. I don't know what he feels. I don't know uh, how his body feels. I don't know how severe the pain is, and neither does Samson. But I just think that, you know, for Stanton, you just you just need to focus on you and, and get back on the field and just kind of prove that you are still a, a good baseball player, a great baseball player, because that contract is not going away anytime soon. And this could turn ugly in New York. I mean, sadly for Stanton, 
and good for the Yankees that they have. For the Yankees, it's good that you have a farm system who has two young outfielders that could easily replace Stanton in the sense of the ceiling might not be as high as Stanton's 60 home runs, but you're also not going to drop off to to the extent of having a black hole in your lineup. Uh, But if those two kids produce, Frazier and I believe the other kid's name is Andujar, if those two kids produce without Stanton, things can turn on a dime for Stanton's legacy and Stanton's career, at least in New York. So, again, I just hope Stanton can get healthy. Hopefully this is truly a minor calf injury and he'll be back shortly after opening day. But since he's going to miss all the spring training, you've got to factor in that even if he wants to play, that you're going to need time to get your timing back. You're going to need time to get back in the groove of baseball. It's such a rhythm sport that he's going to need to be sent on a rehab trip. And, you know, minor league baseball starts, what, a week after Major League Baseball or two weeks after Major League Baseball. So, I mean, there's there's going to be a, a significant amount of time lost here for Stanton. So, again, you feel for him, and you hope that he can make his recovery. Uh, so, as for the Royals, this weekend, you're going to get to see Danny Duffy for the first time. I briefly touched about it, touched on that yesterday. But Danny Duffy will start on Sunday against the Athletics. That game at 2.05, of course, Central Time. And so that game will be on 610 Sports Radio. No television for Danny Duffy's first start of the spring. Many expect Duffy and Brad Keller to fight for that opening day roster spot. And, you know, they're correct. It's going to be between him and him and Keller. And Keller has not gotten off the best start this spring. So you could realistically see Danny Duffy take the mound this spring and win back that opening day job that he's once had. Uh, and then trip backtracking to Saturday at 2:10 against the Mariners, you're going to see Stephen Woods Jr. make his first start of the spring. Although Stephen Woods Jr. has come out of the bullpen uh, with great effect, with great efficiency this spring already. Of course, Stephen Woods Jr. is the Rule Five selection for the Royals this past year. If you didn't know, so he'll take the mound on Saturday at 2:10 Central Time against the Mariners. That game will be televised on Root Sports Northwest. You can find that on MLB.tv for the weekend preview. For the Kansas City Royals. And so this is the Locked On Royals podcast. A part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. We'll be back next week with more Locked On Royals. So be good and be good to one another.